This is going to be terrible today. This is terrible today. I don't sense a lot of improvement over last night. It was, no, 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 no. It was so much better right now than it was about seven, eight hours ago. I literally wrote on my board this morning in my classroom, I cannot talk today. Here's your work. I can't discuss. I can't lecture. I can't. Here's your work. So did you write that 500 times? Was it sentences? It was not. No, yeah, I at the beginning it. of the Simpsons, when Bart it. says, "I cannot talk today." <laughs> no, I actually could not talk, and was probably by noon considering. Man, well, I'm just going to call you and tell you, I, I'll run the board, but I can't talk. But around, well, you didn't think I could run the board? But around, no, I pretty much not. But I around, run the board every morning. Yeah, I know, but it's not really well. So around, <laughs> <laughs> around two o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Around two o'clock, it started coming back ah, a little so bit. This is a new and improved, Chuck. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad I didn't hear you earlier. Well, I got, sounds I, like I couldn't. I, that's right. I got <laughs> kids all day long. Let me go get you some tea, Mister Zach. We need some hot tea with honey. Like I hate tea. Where, do, where does one go to get hot tea and honey? When you're a kid, I guess he, there's no telling. I wouldn't take hot tea and honey from any kid anyway. There's no telling what they'd put in that. No, 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 no. But anyway, we're dealing with the remnants of a... Uh, remnants? Remnants of a uh, allergy-ridden sinus drainage. That's what's going on. I don't tonight. mind it so much. I don't like it in my pool. I don't like my pool with the yellow stuff in it. I, I'm used I'm, to it on my throat. For 60 years, I've this time of year, I get a little something. But, yeah. But I don't like... To walk out in the backyard and sit in my pool. That kind of bothers me. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Because then you know it's getting on you. Yeah, well, I know it's getting on me. Well, but it blows off. I've got a white dog that's yellow now. <laughs> he lays around so much. I had that walk for a long time. Yeah, yeah I'm like, hey, dog, move around. Get some of that yellow well, off of you. No, he's a lump. Yeah, yeah I've seen how you talk about him. Why move? Quit calling him Sark. Now he's old yeller. That's right. <laughs> really? <laughs> Really? Yeah, I just thought I'd go there. <laughs> Jesus. And it's going to have the same minute if we don't find somebody to take that dog. <laughs> That's not right. That's not right. Hey, it was going to have that ending anyway. If we no. had saved him from the, you know, demise over there at the pound. That's what they put in their ad that suckered the child right into getting him. So Save the dog. <laughs> Don't let change the ending to O Yeller. <laughs> no. It's a classic the way it is. Yeah, well. It's a heartbreak. You want tears. There's gonna be some <laughs> kids are gonna come home at Easter. <laughs> that dog better still be there at Easter. When's the next time after Easter they're coming home? Summer? Ah, probably. Say that's when you do it. You can't pull the trigger. In between yet. Easter. You only got ten days now. 
No, 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 no. You got to wait till after Monday after Easter. <laughs> That's when we can. That's when he's gone Easter egg hunting. Take him for a ride. Uh, no, <laughs> Jesus. I'm not. No, I'm not condoning. You know, they got a chip. I'm not down. sanctioning none of that. They got a chip in him. They chipped him. Yeah, they chipped him. So, uh, you know, wherever he ends up, they're going to bring him back. Yeah. Oh, well, he's yours forever now. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I was thinking about going down. South Texas and around Mexico this summer. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to last that long with that dog in that car. No, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, we got a special guest. Yes, we do. We, uh, a, a bit of a more serious subject today as uh, last week when uh, the news came out about uh, Matt Snyder's passing, we reached out to who we thought could tell the story uh, of Matt's building the program over at uh, Texas High, the swim program, right. as well as anyone, uh, his former assistant coaches, former swimmer, uh, family friend, uh, Greta Adams, who uh, those of us who knew Greta back in the day, Greta Delk, um, was in and around Matt's program there in the early days. And uh, so we felt she was uh, the person best to uh, – tell the story because I don't think everybody who saw just the headlines later in Matt's life understood what all had happened in Matt's downfall. Oh, we have someone here already. Boy, that's that's quick. Hey, Greta gets here early. Jeez, 5.30. Yeah, all right. It's 5.06. Let's just go and get Greta in. I know it makes you mad. Let's it just doesn't go make get... me mad. No, that's fine. Get her in here. We'll... Uh, do some flipping around with the uh, chairs and tables and microphones and all that stuff, and we'll just make her sit in. Now I'm gonna—I'll guarantee you this: this is probably a very nervous guest. I'm betting you, very nervous guest. But it's okay, because we're gentle here, we're kind, we're fun-loving. Don't act like we're not on the air. Just take him, you know, put your stuff down, do all your things, get all your little fussing together. All right, so we didn't even get a chance to coach her. This is why I don't like doing this. I know, you, you don't like to close, people show. Did you get my mic turned on? Close to the mic. Is my mic turned on? No, yeah, 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 sure, your mic's on. <laughs> keep, just keep talking. Uh, I know, right? So, uh, okay, you got to do it. You got to get the mic close, otherwise we can't hear you. will fix it. There you go. Okay. Now we've got you. Okay. Perfect. It's good now, to see you. I only like last saw you an hour ago. I know. You know you're early. Well, I know, but I thought I did. Thought you'd like tell me what all I needed to sit and stuff, so I didn't want to show up. We were going time. to, but this is how he works. Oh, she's here. Let's put her on now. Yeah, while I'm he's like, coaching. Uh, why hold people up? But well, I'm just curious. Uh, and we kind of introduced you. We were talking about you as you were walking up. Your ears may have been burning a little bit there. No, uh, <laughs> is this back? from your days as a swimmer that you get everywhere early because i know uh we said you swam for uh matt back in the day uh what time did y'all typically start the day when i swam we had weights first yeah so what time of the day we swam first um you gotta talk loud like you're in the pool okay I think we start is six or six thirty. Any louder? Six or six, six, or six thirty. Right. And did Matt accept late? No, never. People who didn't know Matt, he was that that personality, and I know most coaches are that way. Yeah. But he even, I think, took it to a different level as far as. 
Yeah, there was one team member that might be listening that he got here late and we had to end up doing them. 125s butterfly because uh, uh. like the entire team did because he was late i bet he was really popular he actually was we still was he him. really still could be, couldn't be mad oh, at him no no we were mad at him oh yeah but. all right just yeah. gonna say i mean that doesn't usually yeah. fly very well when no. you're being told get in the pool and we're about to do a hundred you say yeah oh uh, yeah no that's Mm-mm, not happening most of the time. Anyway, Greta Adams is in here with us. Tony's now abandoned this because he's playing with that stupid Facebook thing again. But the uh, the new, we'll start with that last week. Obviously, getting the news that that Matt Schneider had passed, uh, I'm sure struck you as like what the heck. Yeah, it was very shocking. Um, actually, my sister called me and saw where Rebecca had posted it, and then I immediately called one of our principals who also swam with me and let her see it so she didn't get blindsided. Now give us the year windows. If you're somebody who wasn't here in the middle of Matt's time, I'm going to make you pull back into your brain a little bit and think back to... making me do math. I know. uh, It's usually what my wife does. She does the math, but I'm going to ask you. Let's start it this way. Maybe this will make it easier. How old were you when you met Matt? Eleven. Eleven. And so now put it in the frame. (laughs) Yeah, there's... Making me do math. That's yeah. even better now. We just told how old she's no, going to be. No. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm 46. Yeah. But um, he quit coaching my first year, my first year coaching. So we coached together for a year. Okay. Um, and that would have been 2000, 2001. Okay. So if he coached for 13 years for TISD, back up 13, 13 years. 13 years. So late 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you met him, your parents both worked at the high school. Correct. And so was it simply through their knowing Matt, or were you in a junior swimming program? Or I had started, I was doing club when he got here, because the first time I met him and Ryan, were, um, we were at a, a, then it was just TAC, it wasn't ATAC. Um, they added the A so that we would walk in first at the state meet at the oh, parade. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, but it, then it was a, a TAC barbecue to introduce the new coach okay and that was this summer i don't know which one of y'all is good at math to back up that about 87 88 yeah. there you go okay and so now did your brother john swim i remember no. him as a soccer he player. was soccer okay all right and soccer and i swam so you you got roped into swimming which meant I the mornings, it. evenings, yeah. I mean, the next decade of your life was basically in the pool. It was longer than a decade, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, me swimming, I swam through college. So. And then when I finished, Matt immediately grabbed me, and then I coached till six, two, 2016. All right. And then I just, now I just teach. Just teach. Just teach, Just yeah. teach. It's amazing how much time you have now that you don't coach and teach it, it is actually really yeah because when i quit coaching i was like i'm missing all these things with my kids so why the decision for you to go into coaching after swimming you didn't have enough of it by that point in time that's all i ever wanted to do it's all you wanted to do was mm-hmm. be in the pool be around the pool and then coach coach kids in the pool yep and i liked history so i'm like okay i'll get my degree in history and i'll coach and it's cliche but yeah that's what I. of course enjoyed. that's what coaches do is teach history yeah now I'm gonna I'm gonna do this way. What of the coaching style that you employed did you pick up from your time with Matt? A lot of it was Matt, and then when Carl came on, 
I took a little bit from Carl, but more of it was Matt. Okay. Um, Carl was more the analytical. Carl Hall. Yeah, right. sorry. Was more the analytical numbers person. Okay. Um, Matt probably did it, but he did it in his head and um, didn't tell me. He was just doing it. Right. And um, I can't do numbers in my head. So when Carl and I started coaching together, it was he taught me how to do that part. Okay. So, I mean, you know, I know how to figure count. it out. Yes, <laughs> but to, count. Yes. But to, you know, hey, let's figure out the ratio of such and such. Sure. And, you know. Especially putting together relays and things like that. Yeah, I, that part I could do. But, like, now, you know, I've taken statistics and working on, you know, graduate. Now I'm like, oh, I could apply this and this and this, you know. Where uh, they did it in their heads, and I'm like, oh, man. How far are we from break here? About a minute. Well, can you go Take ahead it and, early. Yeah, go ahead and go to break, and then we come back. Greta Adams hanging out with us. You going to stick around? Sure. Yeah, we're right. not letting her out anytime soon. She's here now. Jeez. Okay. Well, apparently you are staying, says Tony Kirk. So we'll take a break. We'll come right back. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan 1079. Stick around. We're going to just get out of the pool for a minute, and we'll jump back in. Seventeen after five, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan one oh seven nine as we are uh, hanging out this afternoon with uh, Greta Adams and uh, talking a little uh, history of Texas High Swim, which is really kind of the intent of where you were looking to to go with inviting Greta in today. Yeah, because people see the program and they see this real anomaly, this program out in rural East Texas who has been so good for so long. And typically, you've got to go to the suburban areas to find a program like this. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you look towards Dallas to see where the good swim programs are. Yeah, but here's this program that's out here on this island, and uh, it's been super competitive for all these years. It's had amazing success. And I give Matt most of the credit for that. Am I wrong about that? No, um, Chuck and I were talking about it earlier. Bruce Eubanks started the team here, and then um, he went to Tyler and then Matt, but Matt moved here and picked up and and kind of developed it and started it and not started, but you know, brought it to where it was. Um, and then there was a coach in between and then Carl came and I can't remember how many years he was here. Ooh. That's a good question. I, don't I don't could figure it and out. Oh, don't do it. Yeah. And I'd have to use my fingers, you know. Yeah. I give Coach Allen, Coach Vogan credit for keeping it at this level because certainly it could have gone away and administrators who had the vision to invest the money in the pool and all that that came along with it. Yeah, because the pool looks great now. Yeah, it's amazing. And so what was it about math that, A, got young people to commit to the hard work and then to have the vision that we can compete with anybody statewide? I think with Matt, he always gave kids confidence that you know 
even like the lowest kid, he could talk to you and make you believe that you could do anything. Um, he had never, you know, we always called that's the ocean, you know, that end of the pool where the not so great kids swam. <laughs> um, the, but ocean. the ocean. Wow. Um, because there weren't always lane ropes in there. No, section, I get that. You know? <laughs> yeah, you just kind of just <laughs> yeah. go back and forth. Yeah. But, you um, can stay afloat. We may pull you over sure. here at some but point. But even, even that end of the pool, he didn't stay away from that end. He still, he knew those kids. And um, he was personally invested in, in every kid and knew their times, knew what their best times were from, you know, two years ago. And he could bring that up and tell you, you know, you did better. You improved it by two one-hundredths of a second and could make that seem like the greatest thing in the world. Sure. And so you wanted to do better for yourself. You wanted to do better for the team. And you wanted to do better for him. I'm asking you this. I'm, I'm going to assume you know because you're so close to the family and, and to Matt when, when he was with us. But what's his background? How did he get into, A, coaching, B, swimming? Um. I know he swam in high school. Okay. That far back, I'm not, you know, how he got, I don't know if he did club, that kind of thing. Uh, I know he swam at UT. I know he made it to the Olympic trials. Um, and then he was an assistant coach in Amarillo where um, he went to high school. And then this position came open at Texas High, and they moved here. And I know Ryan told me down through the years, Matt got lots of offers because mm-hmm. of the success here. But... Ryan was a Tushkana girl, and his his new adopted city was here. Um, knowing that, did did he feel extra pressure to keep it at that level, or do you think he just it was a natural thing for him to always be at that high level of competition? I can't speak for him, but I think that was just his always his drive. You know, we're gonna do better than we did the year before. That was, you know, you always had a meeting at the beginning of the year. Let's see what we can do to improve upon last year. And I always thought Matt was one of the most disciplined people I ever knew. I, I remember going over to his house, and he had dogs trained. Like nobody I'd ever seen had dogs trained. Do you remember yeah, that? When, yeah. yeah, he would say, stop. They stopped on a dime. They, yeah. uh, He was just one of the most disciplined people I ever knew. Was he that way in his work? As he went around his business as as a coach, he was very personable. Um, I don't think you know, like he didn't know a stranger. Um, I don't know if discipline would be the word. You know, he had his routines. He, you know, like thinking back this past week, I've always, you know, we, we he would go to breakfast with us after weights. But he wouldn't eat, and he always gave Mr. Sadowski a hard time because you don't sell hamburgers in the morning, and I want a hamburger. So you know I'm going to sit here, and if you just make me a hamburger, I'd eat here. But the, you don't sell it, so you know I'm going to go to Burger King after this before practice, for, before first period. You know. I'm sure Tom enjoyed the heck out of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just had that joking personality. As you look back now, um, how many – students do you think came through his program just a, a rough oh, estimate man. in the 13 years he was there there's no telling because at a at, you know I'm trying to think back to the high school roster you could have 60 a year on the team but then middle school you know you'd have 6th 7th 8th there's no telling how many we would have on the team because 
when when I started there were two of us and then we eventually had three of us so you could put 30 on a team per coach you could have you could have more you know depending on how many when coaches. you started swimming did he have an assistant no I was his first assistant so he went an extended period of time and Matt Just, was from fifth yeah. or sixth grade up yeah before I became official assistant when he would travel and he needed more than one vehicle to go to state or whatever I would drive the second vehicle and was it weird being an assistant coach for him no not really no it's no. a natural fit yeah now Matt had the two kids mm-hmm. were you always around them growing when they were growing up <laughs> yeah he always had uh, the swimmers us as babysitters yeah. and I was teasing Peter the other night we were texting back and forth and I said do you remember when you broke my car because <laughs> I would go pick them up from school you know any of us would and he was like he was, I don't know, four or five, itty-bitty, and he was messing with the console, and he broke the clasp on it. And he said, I broke a car. <laughs> so Nice. No. Have you heard people come out of the woodwork since last yes. week? Yes. That you haven't talked to in a long time? Yeah. yeah. Or you hadn't even, sounds bad, you hadn't thought of. Right. And you're like, oh, my goodness, you know, yeah. So it's been catch-up time. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the most fun story you've shared? Probably that one with Peter. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's the most fun story. Well, no, I mean. I mean, that's, you know, that you can share. Yeah, that you can share. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, there's tons of other that's stories. That's what I'm but figuring. Yeah, but yeah, I can't share can't those. can't share all those. No. Now, Ryan was so different from Matt. Do the kids take more after Matt or Ryan? Ooh. Or are they just that nice mix of, of both They're of them? They're kind of person? a nice mixture, but one takes after one and one takes after the other, but I'm not going to say. Because <laughs> if they listen to this, I don't want them mad at me. Did they both <laughs> swim? Yes, they both swam. Was one of them more competitive as a swimmer? They were both very good. One was more, um, I have to win. Peter was very, I have to win. You know, Becca's very, well, Peter's very sweet too. You know, Peter has shown up at... Um, running wj ranch just to watch my kids ride so yeah they're both very sweet they have the compassionate heart from both parents and they were both raised right uh and we promised we were not going to get into matt's later life yeah but as you know they put the billboard up last week and things like that did it make you feel good that people still remembered that time in matt's life before media kind of ran with Matt's story and yeah. and all. Even it... And you warned us this was emotional for you. This is emotional. No question. Yeah. And, and we're not trying to have a Barbara Walters moment. Oh, I know. We're not. I thought we were having a Barbara Walters moment. Um, the post <clears throat> I put was there's always going to be memories, but just focus on the good. So... Yep. Don't think of, don't think of the negative because that's gone, and just focus focus right. on the positive. That's right. So I think, even on our Tiger Shark alumni page, that's all that's been posted. I didn't realize the Tiger Sharks had an alumni. Oh yes, we do. We are tight. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to remember the Tiger Sharks back then. When I got there in the early 90s, Texas High had dropped down 
from I think four A was the biggest, and they dropped a three A or five A to four A. Five A to four, yeah. Five A to four, okay. And they won state one year, right? We yes, that was in '03. Which is hard to even imagine. Yeah. When now that we have the Friscos of the world. And oh, I know. Now it's like, hey, if we're you know we get relays there, it's amazing. Yeah. But they were actually able to build off of the Matt's time there mm-hmm. and, and win a state championship, which just kind of blows my mind today. That that's oh, I know. Yeah, I have the ring, and it just sits in the drawer, and it's, you know, you wear it every once in a while, but you're like, oh, man, no, I can't wear that. <laughs> <laughs> Does it whip you back through a bunch of memories? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Best memory? Hmm. I was struggling. There's lots of memories, and okay. I posted this one on Facebook. All right. I was struggling at UT. I mean, I loved him, and he and Ryan both instilled that in me because, you know, UT's the best. Um, and I was swimming at UT, and it was an especially hard practice, and I was swimming, and I look over, and he was down, down talking to Eddie Reese, who was the male coach. And I just, like, stopped in the middle of the lane, jumped out of the pool and ran down to him and i got to get out of practice early, you know <laughs> thank but, you yeah, i was like oh thanks <laughs> yeah but, people who don't know eddie uh, reese legendary oh yeah coach at ut yeah and all so yeah. uh, well Greta, we appreciate you coming in and we promise not to get you emotional oh, but, yeah. but we just appreciate you coming in because last week a lot of people had very positive reaction not yeah you know and we wanted someone to tell that story. Oh, thank you. We thought you were kind of the person. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for thinking. You delivered, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. There you go. <laughs> we're going to take a break. It's 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. That was Greta Adams. We're going to let her go. We'll get back to, yeah, doing what we do. First, quick timeout. We'll come right back. Leaving the yard. Sagging the professor on the fan. One oh. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to. Or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back. 27 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on The Fan 1079. want to thank Greta Adams for coming out and taking a little bit of time talking about Matt Schneider, one of the original uh, swim coaches. Well, the guy who I think poured the concrete for that program. And, and folks, we know the rest of the story about Matt Schneider. Uh, 
we know that he had demons later in life and and we know uh, his actions sometimes uh, came with consequences to others and so we're not trying to uh, defend Matt's legacy in any way I I, I knew Matt I, I don't consider myself a close personal friend but I I knew Matt and Ryan but at the same time as the sports station in town we felt the need to point out that uh, what you saw in the headlines because you know anytime you and I both know anytime anyone in education slips front page it's front page that's right and uh, that's what people remember about Matt. They don't remember his success. They don't remember all the positive influences he had on young people. They remember the headlines that were generated by, for one of a, no better, addiction problems. And uh, that's a story we see all too often now. And uh, it, this was before those things were better understood when it came to, you know, we see athletes today that have an injury. Uh, it's been a common thread in so much of the opioid crisis. You see these young athletes suffer an injury, they get on the painkillers, and then it unfortunately moves down to other substances. No, that's right. And, and if you know what happened with Matt, that's what happened. He suffered an injury and he, uh, unfortunately made poor decisions in dealing with pain and that's when his life uh, took a turn that most people around here know the, the rest of the story you know these are always really hard for us because you know we this is not a huge community people are interconnected my daughter was friends with becca we were friends with Ryan when I, I went to Texas High when Ryan was still there. I didn't know her before. I didn't really know Matt before at all. You know, and, and so we're talking about people we know yes. that are close to us. So it's really their circles overlap our circles. Yeah, and it's it, you know we we try to be as frank and honest as we can, but we also take into consideration the fact that there's people that we care about that you know, like you said, overlap all of these things we don't want to ignore them we certainly don't want to ignore the contributions that, that matt made in this community and like you said it, laying a foundation for a swim program that for the last 15 20 years has been among the best in the state oh it goes back 30 years it right. goes back to matt's establishing that thing right. and, and it's really I, I can't preach it enough I, I remember when the district made the decision to buy the pool from the college right. and to take over maintenance right. of it and all that and uh, we're buddies with you know Mr. Norton who at the time was the soup and he took the community or the district that way and I thought it was the right decision because of how hard this group of young people work every year in this community and how successful they are and how successful Coach Vogan is and all that it deserved the taxpayers' commitment. Well, and you you kind of threw it out there in the last half of this about being an island away yeah. from the metroplex areas where you're seeing success that you don't see in other small places. No, you don't because they see don't it. have the facilities, they don't have the commitment, they can't attract the coaches. You know, you got to have all those things before you get kids in the pool and say, "Hey, let's work on developing swimmers." We were very fortunate to have all of those things. And the school district made a real commitment 
So we want to keep them and we want to elevate them and we want to give the kids the best chance to compete. You build an indoor or you build a turf field or you build a whatever to give your kids a chance to compete at the highest levels against other kids in the state who have those things. And so I think if it's not for the foundation laid, then we don't even have this conversation about swimming Texarkana at all. That program just fades away and that's the end of it. And and the district did something very similar with tennis. You know, yesterday... uh, Marty Bledsoe won her third straight district tennis championship. I think the girls won uh, the district. They've done the same thing over the years yep. with their commitment to the tennis program. And as as school districts now look at the ever-encroaching vouchers or whatever their terminology they're going to use to take public money and put it into private schools. Savings account. Savings Whatever terminology they want to use is try to lure some of the better students away from public schools and their money away from public schools. Well, districts are going to have to find things that the privates can't offer, that the, they just don't. Now, I know if you go up to John Paul Curtis up in Plano, You'll go, well, there's not much the privates can't offer. That's right. But around here, I don't know if there's going to be uh, privates that can offer some of the things. When you look at Texas High over there with their driving range, with their indoor tennis courts, with their swimming pool on the college campus, those are going to be the things that may be in a community like this the saving grace of public schools. Well, and they really are. It's it's funny you mention that. They really are. If you're a TISD, you're in a competition with neighboring schools to get kids. You can throw those couple of things out. Others don't have. You get to keep kids in your district, not in somebody else's. Well, it used to be the neighboring district, but we're not going to be far from it's going to be a private that's going to pop up on Texas side. And I think we're a ways away yet. I will bet in the next decade there's a private on the tech side that uh, is getting stronger every year. In the next decade, you're going to look up somewhere in this town, there's going to be a private school that launches and slowly but surely begins to make inroads because I know Trinity's been around. Sure. But Trinity is somewhat limited by the fact that they're really fishing on the Arkansas side of the state line. That's exactly right. But when you can get in on the Texas side and start fishing, I I think there's more opportunity for growth there, and and I think there'll be a for-profit private or one will pair with a church in this community, and we will see a viable private option in this community in the next 10 years. I'm hoping we're not on the air to talk about it. Well. I'm hoping 10 years from now we're a fart in the wind. I I just think that people have to be realistic. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. No, we, it's coming. You and I, when we walked on that campus half a dozen years ago at John Paul II up there yeah. in um, Plano, we were a little blown away, to be honest. We were not anticipating the facilities and all at a private. Because that's not what you typically get at a private. Yeah. That's not what you typically are seeing. It's small. It's, you know, 
the little. Eh. I think it's called John Paul Cursor. That's actually a Louisiana. Louisiana. John Paul II. Yeah. Right. But if you wonder, does that have an effect? When was the last time you saw Plano have a competitive football team? Uh, It's been a minute. Like, what, 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's where we're going. That's where it's heading. Let's take a break. We're going to take break number three. We're a little bit early, but we're kind of – Getting to the end of that little group of segments. So we'll take the break. We're coming right back. It is about 19 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Got a professor here on the fan, 1079. This is a public service message from American Cancer Society. Welcome back. 15 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Last segment here on the Wednesday version of the show. We're back tomorrow to end up the week. I'll tell you what, we missed yesterday's show and got to watch a little baseball over at uh, Markham Park at Liberty Ilo where um, let's do this. Riley Fincher's got a pretty good young team over at Pleasant Grove. I'm not going to talk about Ellie just yet. I'm just going to say he's starting an all-freshman outfield. He's got a freshman baseman. And had a sophomore pitcher yesterday who may be in conversation about one of the best two or three pitchers in the city. I don't know how good the Grove ceiling is, how high it is, but he's got a lot of uh, things to build on for the next three years. I think a lot of it will come down to a second starter. Yeah. I think, you know, we were sitting down from uh, Kenny Brown last night and. Uh, if we look back to one of the Grove State Championships where Roman Brown developed yeah. into they went into that season, really, Roman was an unknown That's right. uh, quality starter. that They, they didn't know going in because they had been messing with him for a couple of years and he'd finally kind of mastered a sidearm delivery. But you didn't know in February that he was going to basically pitch – one and a half games for you in the state final four teams and, and be the MVP. Yeah. And so if I was going to right now on March 29th or whatever, say the Groves is going to have to find one more thing, I would say a number two pitcher. Because what we saw last night is pretty good pitching. Yeah. And, and when you've been raised as a halter child. <laughs> you probably play baseball. Yeah. You, you've been raised around the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's been a big part of the Sticks program, and he's seen lots of action. And so I don't think that's ever going to be a problem. The kid knows how to pitch, uh, but they're going to have to have two of those to probably mount a serious. Because you don't see many teams that aren't going to want to play three game series. So you're going to either have to win some coin tosses or. Something to well, and it's not just one. Then you're gonna have to have two. Yeah, that's you're, gonna what I'm have to, you're gonna have to have two more. Well, you're gonna yeah, have a three game yeah, series yeah, someplace you end up in, in a three there. game series. We but, saw Salina last year that had three pitchers. Yeah. You're gonna have to have three. And again, I don't know what they really have. It's the first time we had a chance to actually look at them, but 
what we saw with the uh, Tuesday night ace that they have, they're the real deal. This well, is going to be fun to see, and they're going. We're going to see them two more times. Calling Liberty Allo baseball, we'll we'll get two more chances to see them on April 11th and April 28th. But um, and I'm not. I'm not saying, boy, the leopards are going to roll over because they may split, no. or they may they, they no. may split, or they may sweep the next yeah. two games because Zach Fowler's team is very good. Yeah. We've seen them a bunch. Yeah, we know what they have. But I was uh, really impressed with PG. I hadn't seen him yet. I didn't think uh, WT had his best stuff last night. I didn't think his uh, velocity was anything special last night. I think it took him an inning or two to get his breaking ball to cooperate, and. and it took him about three innings to really dial in on what the umpire wanted, I thought. All that said, the first four innings, PG just did everything right. Yeah. The little things, over and over again, they made the plays in the field. And uh, it was not a night where they were hitting the ball to J.M. Long, the shortstop. Everybody else was making plays. And, uh, you know, when you got the Clark kid playing second, you've got the luxury of letting him play second. They're so good up the middle. When you talk about Long and Clark and the freshman Rosen. Yeah, well, but, oh, up the middle. Up yeah, the middle, up the yeah. middle. Yeah. yeah and and I thought the catcher center. looked pretty good last yeah. night. And so everybody talks about you want teams to be good up the middle. That's what I saw last night. Well, I'm looking forward to the next two. We'll see what the next yeah. two look like. Anyway, uh, impressive game for them. Texas high. Nice comeback victory last night. Scuffled along a little bit with Mount Pleasant. Got it together late in that game. Won a game they had to win. You're, yeah. you're, you're getting into these parts that we talked about yesterday, or Tuesday, Monday rather. Talked about it Monday that part of the schedule for the Tigers is winning these games against Mount Pleasant and Marshall and Pine Tree that you've got to win if you want to be in that conversation about where is the seating going to be. You kind of, you don't concede anything, but you kind of look at it and know. Hallsville White House, probably the cream of the crop. Longview, Texas High, probably battling for third and fourth. But you can't give away games to any of those yeah. guys underneath, or one of them's going to slip in and steal that fourth spot from you. They did it. They had a good win last night when they didn't all play great. Had a good chance to get a win at home. They needed great point because you know a week ago Tuesday, uh, the McMillan kid was pretty dominant against Marshall. Yeah, Marshall's La- bad. I know, but last night. He kept him in the game. He didn't have a dominating night. I think he had three strikeouts compared to like a dozen the week before. But he kept him in the game and, and didn't get the win, but he kept him into where late in the game they were in position to steal the ball game. <laughs> it's always fun when Fabian <sighs> mocks us when she walks by the window. Speaking of baseball, Major League season kicks off tomorrow. We get going. The Rangers have uh, the Phillies in the season opener. No Bryce Harper, but... It's been a long off season. it feels like. There are a lot of rule changes. We'll see how quickly on opening day the first strikes or outs or whatever are dictated by the clock tomorrow yeah. and not by playing on the on the actual field itself. Well, it'd be interesting to see if they have any uh, mess-ups with the new equipment, the clocks and things like that. But what was it, 26, 26 minutes? 26 minutes. shorter each game. Uh, which I think is is great news for baseball. I I watched several preseason games. I didn't think it affected play at all. Uh, what I did think affected play was the no shift uh, because you're seeing 
singles up the middle again and things like that that we haven't seen for years. And so uh, there are going to be certain players that are going to benefit from that. Well, I think we've seen singles up the middle, but guys who are almost strictly pull hitters are going to get a chance to get back some of their average again that they were losing. I mean, you can still hit over the top. But you're going to get some of your average back. But you haven't seen many singles up the middle. I mean that that space between second and short had disappeared basically for for pull hitters. It had but, for, for pull hitters, no question. I agree, but there's only a handful of guys that you don't at least shade on. I mean, most guys you shade on, and that shading over makes a difference for left and right-handed hitters. I'm intrigued to see now. This this is going to be. The Joey Gallo season. If if you're Joey Gallo and your average still hovers around 210, well, you can't shift anymore. And you well, they've already figured out a loophole to get Joey with. That's the, the outfield, outfield shift. Outfield. <laughs> the outfield shift. Yeah. The new shift. Yeah, they'll have to address that in the off season. They're not going to. Why? Why do they have to address that in the off season? I don't know. Don't, don't be surprised at some point. There's not stripes on the field. Oh Jesus! Hey, I can't stand that joke. Hate it. But anyway, Gallo's going to be a guy we'll keep an eye on closely. I think he caught on with the Dodgers and is making the club all the way through. Or I haven't looked at rosters yet for tomorrow's opening day. But if I if I saw it right, was there like six or eight former Cy Young winners starting on opening day tomorrow, it's which is a crazy day. number. That's what it should be. It should be that on opening day. Rangers play uh, – Thursday, then they're off Friday, and then they play Saturday, and that's when the real problems start. Why is that? Parking on Saturday. Why is that? Well, it seems Taylor Swift is playing next oh, door Saturday night. Oh, boy. And, um, Who did that schedule? Why didn't they go Thursday, Friday, off Saturday, play Sunday? Either way. The Swifties are going to be invading Arlington, and so uh, there may be some parking problems. You might want to Uber out to the ballpark There's if you're no. planning on going out there Saturday. Not planning on going out Saturday. <laughs> My daughter's going to the Taylor Swift concert yeah. Saturday. Imagine that. There's no way in the world I go to a Ranger I game. I she Saturday. was well-to-do now. I didn't realize she was that well Oh, yeah, she's yeah. – Wow. Yeah. That's real money. She's been that banker's money. Yeah. Boy's girlfriend's going too. No, really? <laughs> flying in? No, she no. lives down the street. She go oh, flying? so you helicopter fly, over there. Yeah, helicopter <laughs> over you and Tay. Helicopter <laughs> over, drop I, in. If I hear that, I won't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that works. But either way, uh, that's the Rangers' biggest problem. They're facing Taylor Swift this weekend. That's a, a no-win situation. Well, somebody's going to get hits. We know she's got plenty. I don't know if the Rangers have any in them, but we know she'll provide hits. Uh, Cowboys signed uh, their defensive lineman they acquired from the uh, Raiders in the uh, regular season. Got him to uh, lock into a deal. So the Cowboys continue shoring up. Got Hankins to sign a deal today. All the parts are sitting there. Well, let's see what happens in the draft, and let's see if they. It's just going to add more. What do you mean? You're going to add more. You know, it's funny. I'm looking today. You know the kid down in Alabama? Was it, is it Willie Anderson? Yeah. The defensive lineman. Eh, kind of a DN, yeah. kind of. He didn't have as good – he didn't live up to the hype this year. He did not have a great year, and I think he's put on a little weight. Yeah. But I saw he's still around four or five on most people's draft boards. Yeah. Do you think that's the Micah Parsons effect on that position, that hybrid – 
that I, people see what an impact Micah Parsons made. That if you've got that defensive end, outside linebacker type, you can move around, and and that that's why even after having a, a less than stellar past season, that he's still thought so highly of. And I think I think it's more the matter of the guys that are going to be drafted from him, front of him are going to be quarterbacks, yeah. and he's playing the second most important position now. That pass rusher to get to that back is probably the second most important position in the league. I can see where, even if it's a bit of a reach because he may not have lived up to last year, you know, the, the Packers drafted the uh, um, Gary kid a few years ago to Michigan. And the knock on him in college was, eh, his weight's a little bit fluctuating. He takes off plays. He's a little lazy. And that was Clowney when Clowney was coming. It was Clowney. But you see, if you get him in the right system and you get him with the right coaches and you get rid of some of that college foolishness and make them understand this is your job now, some, guys, well. some guys are going to do it right and are going to be potential stars. I think you gamble on an Anderson as much as you gamble on the quarterbacks. This is a position that's a game changer for the defense. You mentioned Micah. That changed the Cowboy dynamic defensively the last two years. If you hit on that, if you're the Bears or you're the whomever that have a pick in the draft where you think that's the guy, it's worth the risk. Now, does that, that kind of hybrid position become the new zero position? The new zero? Yeah, they're going to allow uh, defensive linemen to wear zero this year. Oh, and God. so uh, Parsons is toying with the idea. Well, all those guys want to wear zero. Probably, I wouldn't want to wear well, zero. If only no Lawrence way. Taylor was still around. You wear zero. Well, it could have been Coke zero. We're done. Appreciate Greta Adams. You guys take care. Have a good rest of your evening. We'll see you tomorrow. And don't forget Kirk and Company tomorrow morning, Shop Day. In this up-and-down economy, with a sense of protecting every penny you worked so hard for to achieve the all-American dream, let Stuart Title, with over 150 years title experience, handle every step of the closing process to